Hello and welcome to the 38th episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Kyle Winan, and I'm here with FXN Administrator, David Turner. FXN? FXN. And that's it. It's just David and I today. Hmm. Long time no see, David. How have you been? Uh, I've been uh, pretty decent. Um, decent? I think it's uh, been maybe two months since I've been on a podcast. Yeah. I believe it was <laughs> episode 35 that I was last on. What What happened? What are you trying to hide? Uh, nothing. Um, <laughs> nothing. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we have our three-segment show, news, question segment, and what you've been doing to end things off. And as always, Final Fantasy Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network, and it comes out on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and David? FF-XIII.net. So, some site and show updates before we kick it into news. David, I'm going to let you take it first. Apparently, uh, ff-xiii.net has a sweet new layout. Um, I've been uh, working on this uh, new layout for um, probably about a month now. And uh, it's finally out. I just released it yesterday and has some pretty sick new features. And uh, first of all, you'll notice that it's wider, which is good. Because uh, <laughs> most people don't have 800 by 600 resolution screens now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, if it's not wide enough for you, you can also expand it by going down to the bottom of the page and making it fit your browser width or your browser screen. Um, and also you can switch to a lighter version of the layout in case, uh, your computer's not fast enough <laughs> uh, to, to serve its awesomeness. In case and, you're stuck 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like my dad's computer. Um, and also, you can expand and collapse the uh, site menu category headers, just in case they're not interested in one of the categories, so it's not wasting space. I'm sure all the coders out there are frothing at the mouth at just the technology there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> some, some of the coolest stuff, though, of the site uh, you'll never see. That's because it's uh, some of the stuff that the uh, site staff uh, can view, and it's uh, how the site is updated. And... Um, this will actually allow for a much more up-to-date um, content on the site. Awesome. So, yeah. So now both FXN and FFU have new layouts, and they both are equally sweet. And the other update is on FinalFantasyUnion.com. Uh, we got a new schedule rolling quite nicely. Daryl and Colin are doing a fantastic job of that. But among the new stuff is the misadventures of Final Fantasy Union. Daryl and Colin are working together to write a comic series based around the crew of Final Fantasy Union. I'm going to have to uh, nudge a few elbows in there to see if we can get uh, Lauren and David into this as well. But uh, Colin is drawing the comic. He writes it together with uh, Daryl. and it's, it, We have two episodes out so far, and they're pretty hilarious. Uh, apparently, I'm on the butt end of a few jokes, which is which I don't mind, but that's okay. Uh, so I encourage everybody to check it out if they like web comics. It's definitely uh, among the cream of the crop, I think. Uh, how often are they released? Like weekly? Uh, at the moment, weekly, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you, among following regular Final Fantasy Union news and updates and articles and all that, there is a crafty comic. All right, time for Final Fantasy Union news. So... Uh, this one's a bit tragic. Of well, would you say this is tragic, David? I think it really is. Like it's it's pretty sad. Like I yeah. can't believe people actually do this. Sad, sad state of affairs. It's it's borderline embarrassing. Yeah, uh, according to the Computer Entertainment Suppliers Association, also known as CESA or maybe Kessa, uh, Square Enix's hit portable title. 
Dissidia Final Fantasy has been illegally downloaded over 5 million times. That's crazy. Didn't it only sell like a million times? Yeah, like, um, I don't I don't know the exact numbers, but maybe 2 million tops. Like, I don't think it's more than that. No, no, no. This is a more recent report. It's 5 million now. No, no, no. I'm talking about um, oh, uh, sales? number of sales, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So imagine um, if they... And, you know, I think this is uh, the number one reason for the PSP not being very successful. It's, it's weird, though. I mean, it has had success. It's sold like 50 million units now, so you the, can't... The hardware is selling, but... The software the game, isn't, yeah, and this is the true. reason. Like, yeah, Grand Theft Auto is still like one of the best-selling games. Yeah, and that was released in two thousand six <laughs> or two thousand five, maybe I forget. But I don't know. This is just like with, with the news of three DS and whatnot. Everybody's kind of speculating about the next PSP. So the instant I saw this news, my first thought was they better like they better take care of this issue mm-hmm, with the next definitely. generation of systems because I mean the, they did a great job with the PS three. It yeah. has. Had no problems with this. I mean, recently some people apparently cracked and got Hello, uh, World, Hello World, yeah, running on it. But I mean, at least the nice thing about PS3 games is uh, they are enormous, and <laughs> getting that onto a hard drive is a bit uh, trickier. But uh, they def they they have to take care of this next generation. I mean, the DS suffered a bit from it with those R4 carts, and now the SD cart well, is no, I, nowhere I th- near as bad because... I think it's actually easier to do it with the DS, but it's just that most people don't do it because they either don't yeah. know how or like they just don't it, care. Like A lot of the people are so casual. It's, yeah, it's like viruses on Mac. It's totally possible, but people just aren't doing it as much that. And I think a little key to the DS is that it's got a younger audience, so yeah, they're not exactly. so much computer savvy. Right there. Whereas I know, have, I know a lot of people who do actively uh, put on custom fir- firmware on their PSP, and it's you just follow instructions, and it's a mm-hmm. piece of cake. Yeah, like the reason why the hardware is selling so well is because people want to use, uh, want to play their SNES games on it, and all that stuff. Yeah, and unfortunately, some people are pirating games too. Apparently, five yeah. million times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> At least. So Square Enix, they're, they're estimating Square Enix has uh, lost. Or it's cost Square Enix about uh, 30 billion yen, which I think is like... Actually, um, oh yeah, that's 30 billion. I was going to say so it's 30 trillion, but... Uh... Yeah, what's that, like <laughs> 300... I, how much does that work out to an actual, like, dollars? Because yen is sort of comparable to Canadian dollars. That's kind of crazy. Um, I, I, I doubt they'd actually have sold that many copies if it was impossible to illegally download it. But there's no arguing that they would have had sales within that five million. Who knows how much? It yeah. could have been seventy percent. It could have been twenty percent. I have no idea. But uh, one thing that those numbers don't say though is how many of those are like people downloading it twice. Like maybe the first time it didn't fully download, like it failed, so they had to re-download yeah, it. Yeah, that as well. Like it definitely isn't just five million people, but it's uh-huh. it's, it's still <laughs> a huge over a million number. or two. And, and yeah, it's, I would say definitely over fifty percent of the yeah. the sales like yeah. or like it was more than what it sold but the interesting thing is and still with all of this is Scranks has had more success with sales on the psp than the ds because a lot oh. of third party developers is kind of like hit and miss well it's really hit and miss in terms of which is a sales gem and which one is a, a bomb yeah so final fantasy 3 and 4 did okay but not that great so that's why they're putting they put a lot of force behind this and you know birth by sleep and uh now Guido and third birthday yeah. come to think so. of it i think really the only 
two games I can think that Square Enix didn't have much success on is uh, Final Fantasy 1 and 2. Yeah. For the PSP. I think those are the only ones that didn't sell very well. Although, I mean, it was probably incredibly cheap to make, too. So. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so and maybe they broke Crisis even. Core Final Fantasy 7 is also being illegally downloaded over a million times. So, luckily, I guess a bit more people bought that because it did do much better in sales. I think it's one of the best-selling PSP games. Oh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. David, you want to take the next piece of news? All right, this uh, next piece of news is about Final Fantasy Versus 13. And uh, finally, after, I don't know, like two years of knowing nothing <laughs> about this game, we that's, finally that's get actually like a surprising amount of information. Um, it's probably all made up. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of it we, we knew already, but it's yeah. it's really nice to know that they're still going through with it. Yeah. So anyways, Famitsu had a little interview with uh, Tetsuya Nomura, the game director for Final Fantasy Versus 13. And, well, apparently the game's cloud effects use real physics calculations. Now, again, like this, I don't know if it's true or not. They might be hyping it. Like, it's probably not really real. Yeah, coming from a coding background, <laughs> I imagine you have a, an idea of what's behind that. It would probably take 100% of the PS3's power just to do one cloud real physics calculation. <laughs> oh, yeah, just like all the they, they probably simulate it ahead of time and then, like, put it in the game afterwards. So right. I doubt it's... 100% real time, but I, I bet they must still look good. Yeah. It'll be better than some like see through 2D art yeah, of clouds exactly. just pushing out of the way. That's what yeah. they're saying. And uh, well, maybe one of the most exciting things about uh, this interview is that the world is going to be an open field, uh, probably like the PS1 games. Um, right. Because uh, it says that you can go anywhere you want except for the mountains, which sounds which a is... lot like some of the PS1 yeah. games and earlier. Um, so that's really nice. Uh, it won't be restricted to just a linear uh, path like it was in 13 and 10. I, and, uh, I really want to see a screenshot of that. I just want to see how they've decided to do the art style. Like, is yeah, it kind of like a quad, like, uh, that'll like be really, really interesting. Morphed or like, I can't remember the word, but like, you know, things are not to scale whatsoever. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see how they tackle that design problem. I, I think it'll be, you know, I think it'll definitely be fun. And everybody will go with it, though, because I mean, I still go back and play the older games, and mm-hmm. you know, terrorists sticking out of the woods like thirty feet. So, but I mean, it, it was okay back then because like the graphics weren't that yeah. great. Yeah, but well, I guess we'll see now. Yeah. Um, also, the uh, the battles are going to be seamless. Um, so maybe so like twelve at Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah, that's more like it. Um, also, the game's encounter system is going to be both random, but you'll also be able to see the enemies in advance, so you might be able to avoid them if you don't feel you're strong enough to defeat that monster. It's kind of like what they've been doing for the most recent Final Fantasy games. Seamless but random. So that's that's. So I, I was saying you will see, you see the enemies in advance, but it's random. How? Oh, okay. Oh, I, I maybe like you know in Final Fantasy Thirteen, if you play through, like enemies do come out at the same spot no matter what. If you yeah. play an area, maybe they're saying like it's randomly generated, but you will see them in advance. So it's not like you'll be able to say, "Oh, I died again," and then yeah. okay, I got to like group in, A, uh, B, C in these locations. Or like in Kingdom Hearts, like once you get close to an area, you'll see the guys there. Yeah, kind of pop up. Yeah. Okay, that makes so sense. Maybe that's it'll cool. be something like that. Yeah, it's a good system. And uh, also, the game's mostly seamless uh, in terms of the loading times. But uh, there will be a couple of loading points when you switch between some of the bigger areas. areas. So, like Grand Theft Auto. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only like, I imagine there'd be like a massive load at the beginning of the game, like when you turn on the game. Yeah, but... maybe like Uncharted. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they, or they did Theft an amazing Auto. job with that. Yeah. Um, 
Also, one of the things I'm mostly excited about is uh, that you can destroy objects that you find on the road. So let's say you find the game that is a little bit too linear. You'll be able to uh, destroy an object and uh, you'll like, uh, <laughs> make it non-linear. Yeah. <laughs> Damn uh, you, linearity. <laughs> so redundant. And uh, this might be a little bit overhyping it, but uh, apparently the quality of the combat scenes is so good that people are not going to believe it when they see it. Yeah, that sounds like a... Uh... Overhyping, like no matter no matter what you do, that sounds like way overhyping. People yeah. won't believe it. I'm pretty sure I'll be playing it, so I'll be forced <laughs> to believe it no matter what. And um, the staff is excited about making the game. Oh crap! That's I was really <laughs> worried. I thought they were all depressed and really wanted well, to quit their job. I think he probably said that just because like, it's been in development so <laughs> yeah. long, and like oh, we don't yeah, care I, about this. I think that's game kind of like anymore. a courtesy saying, like. Anything else you want to say? I was like, well, the staff is really happy to be making the game, I guess. Yeah. Okay, we'll put that in the article. Oh, you're idiots. <laughs> I mean the Famitsu article, not Final Fantasy Union. Um, no, that's a, that's a good roundup of development. Yeah, uh, it was Final definitely um, uh, a lot of information. Yeah. Hopefully we get more. Apparently there's going to be lots at TGS. So. Yeah. Actually, that's one thing I almost forgot is, David, at E3, there was... Nothing on Final Fantasy in terms of like new stuff. There's a bit on Final Fantasy 14. They had it in 3D. We have impressions about that on the site. But uh, in terms of like you know versus or any other thir- Final Fantasy 13 game or you know spinoffs, there was you know you could play uh, Four Warriors of Light. But uh, w- what do you take away from that lack of development from E3? Well, was, I think it's pretty expected at this point. Ever since E3 kind of um, slimmed down, Square Enix just never really made much of an appearance. Well, I mean, they, they are, but it's fi- in, fi- in the form of Final Fantasy fourteen, where, you know, in terms of the Final Fantasy fan base, there's a split. There's the ones who play eleven and are looking forward to fourteen, and the ones who play everything else. And so, and I, I'm into the uh, latter group, of course, uh, <laughs> since I don't play any MMOs. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would, I would lose my life into just being on a computer all day in and out playing Final Fantasy fourteen if I did start, so I don't. But um, so at this E3, they had a lot of, like they had Days X, Human Revolution or whatever, and a whole bunch of other yeah. games that do look like, pretty uh, amazing, but nothing else in terms of Final Fantasy. Uh, but so Yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong, but those are all the, the North American developers, like Eidos and all that. Yeah. It's, it's really obvious where they're, what they're using E3 for now. It's now their well, North American uh, I mean, developers. to draw a correlation, it's kind of tough because, I mean, last year they did show off. They had Final Fantasy thirteen there last year. Jeez, I was there and I can't even remember. Maybe, uh, I think there's a trailer. Yeah, there's some that stuff. It, I think. Yeah. But, uh, well, no, I guess two years running so far that's been kind of a crappy showing in terms of Japanese stuff. So, yeah. But they probably consider Final Fantasy fourteen in line with showing Final Fantasy stuff. So I would say they are still on the wagon of, you know, giving, you know, the Final Fantasy fans what they want, but are kind of ignoring the fact that a lot of people don't care about Final Fantasy fourteen because it's not the same Final Fantasy they care about. Yeah. So we'll see next year because Final Fantasy fourteen is uh well actually we'll we'll wait for that news. Uh we'll, we'll get to that. You wanna take the next piece, David? Okay. Uh, the next one's a little bit of a bittersweet uh, point here, and that's that Final Fantasy Guido 13 is not a priority. Um, womp, womp, womp. Yeah, what a shame. Yeah. So this was in a Dengeng- Dengeki interview. <laughs> with, I love uh, these magazines. Hajime Tabata, the director of Final Fantasy Guido 13, and in fact, Parasite Eve, the third birthday. 
And uh, he was pointing out that they're making the third birthday uh, their priority right now. But they did want to remind us that Aguido is still steadily progressing. And uh, they did have a little bit more to say about that. Uh, and they expanded a little bit. And they were saying that the game is going to feature some very harsh portrayals of characters dying in the game. Yikes. I wonder what rating this will get. Maybe they're taking a, taking a hint from Parasite Eve. Because Parasite Eve will undoubtedly be either a really heavy teen rating or an M. Because, yeah. you know, I, as I recall playing Parasite Eve uh, on PS1, I witnessed some dogs turning inside out and bleeding all over the place. So, <laughs> um, Parasite Eve, if it does that, I think it'll be an <laughs> M. So, uh, if we're seeing peep, some harsh portrayals of death... Um, <laughs> Yeah, like he gave Probably an example of this, and he said that one of the characters is going to be killed by like engulfing in flames. And uh, wonder how long that scene will be, and how detailed. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like. I mean, if you, if you just see like the the silhouette of the guy burning, it's yeah, that's but not I mean, that bad. But like, if you see the guy's see skin some... melting off, and all <laughs> yeah, that might be a bit yeah. uh, harsh for uh, the younger crowd and, and people also, uh, who don't want to see it in general. This is a bit more opinion, but uh, with this is something I added in. Actually, I think it was in the article on the site as well. But uh, the two th- with it, you know, development not being priority, I would definitely say the 2010 release is out of the window, unquestioned. Yeah, I think uh, earlier this year I made a prediction that it would be out in Japan this winter, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, winter lasts through to March. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess if you're getting technical there. <laughs> Although I said winter 2010, so oh. I don't know if that really counts. Uh, do you know when? Does, does do you remember when uh, Parasite Eve is coming out? I I've, I don't even have a clue. I have no idea either. Oh well. <laughs> All right. Well, our next piece of news for everybody paying attention to Final Fantasy 14, and just so you know, a lot of our staff do care about that game, Daryl and Colin in particular. But I'm not Daryl or Colin, so. <laughs> <laughs> I represent my own opinion. Um, anyway, some news on the game. Uh, did Brian, you... the podcast editor. <laughs> uh, due to oh yeah, yeah, Brian does also love Final Fantasy XI <laughs> and probably will like Final Fantasy XIV oh, if he plays I'm it. Sure, he will. Anyway, uh, due to the closed nature of Xbox Live, the director of Final Fantasy XIV, Hiromichi Tanaka, I hope I'm saying that right. We'll, we'll see. Uh, has said that Final Fantasy XIV will not be made available for Xbox 360 owners. So, wah, wah, again. But he said this uh, to Eurogamer, the main reason why we couldn't go with the Xbox 360 was Xbox Live. Live is different to the normal internet environment, so when we wanted to introduce the game in the same environment as Windows PC, it had to be PS3. So that was our choice. Well, uh, I think uh, Square Enix is still in talks with Microsoft. I think they're really trying to get it on the system, but I don't think they're going to put it on the system unless they can get like, for example, silver members to be able to play. Yeah, absolutely. But at the moment, silver players have next to nothing in terms of online. So yeah, well, they've access to see what's on there, but yeah, to play they it. can't yeah. really play games online. Yeah. Or they, they can't like buy anything. I don't yeah, think. Cause online. Final Fantasy 11, for example, has a monthly subscription fee. I think it's somewhere yeah. around 10, 10 or 12 bucks or something. And uh, Final Fantasy XIV will obviously do that as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't who think wants they're going to for pay twice. Yeah, six, yeah to pay twice, exactly. So either they'd want something where people on 360 are, have it subsidized by their live subscription, yeah. or like David, what you just said, 
silver members can play it too which yeah i don't think microsoft's gonna microsoft might go against or sounds like they have gone against because if they uh, do agree with that they're probably going to want some of the money that or a significant amount of the money that yeah but i mean another thing of uh, xbox is they they run the servers for multiplayer games or something uh, unless a developer specifically jumps out of that deal but um uh, Square Enix would undoubtedly host their own service, so maybe there's something to work with in there. That could be too, yeah. Again, I don't have too much MMO knowledge. Like, how does mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XI work on Xbox 360, and why can't Final Fantasy XIV work like that? Maybe things, maybe the rules have changed since it was released, because <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, and also in Final Fantasy XIV news, the game was also confirmed to still be on target for a 2010 release. That's cool. So, yeah, and... Uh, Little little bit of a kicker story here. There's some uh, interesting addition now on sale for uh, Advent Children. Square Enix, in a bold move, have announced <sighs> what many never would have expected: Advent Children aromatic candles have been added to their lineup of merchandise. I, I'm totally not <laughs> surprised by that. Yeah, they have like uh, the most ridiculous stuff on there. How many puns can shop? I make for this? I'm blown away. <laughs> this really lights my fire. <laughs> Um, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to milk it further. Well, you know, I, I think that's kind of undisputed that if you're making candles for a game and you're the... It, it, this sounds like something that you'd find at like some sort of like, uh, I don't know, knockoff store. Advent Children candles, but... They'll probably sell extremely well. My question is, what do they smell like? <sighs> I wonder. Because they're aromatic candles, so they smell <laughs> like burnt rubber and like twisted metal. Twisted or, metal? I don't know. Oh, no, you know, like, I don't I'm thinking of like Midgar is what I'm thinking of in terms oh. of the smell. So it's gonna be all slummy and stinky, or maybe it'll smell like Mako. <laughs> you put them in the washroom <laughs> to help aid the aroma, and it just makes things worse. Yeah, that'd be bad. But uh, for people who want to somehow buy them off the Square Enix Amazon, or sorry, the Square Enix Japan store, or maybe eBay somehow, uh, they're currently going to go for twenty two hundred yen, and will be available in the fall. So mark your calendar, David. I will. I will. Okay. Okay, on to our next segment, question segment. Our first question is from Mumu. Uh, They ask, since Final Fantasy XIII was a modern title, would you like to see Final Fantasy XV follow the same route or to go back to the traditional style of RPGs, that being similar to Final Fantasy IX? You know, I think it's probably about time that we see another Final Fantasy Nine. I think that you know, would be really cool. I, I was kind of on the fence when I was reading this question and adding it to the show, but I would have to agree. I, I kind of miss it. I, it's it's been a really while, a really long time, and like half the people who play Final Fantasy now probably have never even played one of the original Final Fantasies. They might not have even played some of the PS One games. Exactly. Yeah. Like. Um, like, we haven't even played all the Final Fantasies. I haven't played all of them, but, uh, like, I've played some of the original, original yeah. ones. Like, uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, like, I think it'd be great to have some of the, the past stuff come back. Like, I'd like to see Black Mages again, like, in their original form and uh, and all that kind of stuff. And with the power of next-gen consoles, they can really yeah. show what they wanted them to be when they originally matched them, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the idea. So, yeah, I, I would definitely like to see, uh, like... Final Fantasy VI is something I would more like to see. Kind of like the, oh, uh, well, I mean, they're all kind of variants on that old style. Final Fantasy VI is kind of in the middle. It's kind of like that Steam era. So yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like just past where like you know the castles and knights of a lot of the other games. Mm-hmm. But Final Fantasy IX, I guess that's kind of like castle knights and 
Steam because they discover Steam. Yeah, the, the game. Whole mist. No mist. <laughs> yeah, but I mean they have the Steam airship in there as well. Uh, I believe they? it was Mist. No, Mist was every other airship. The Steam was the new one by Sid, was it? Not. Oh, um, there's a Steam engine in that game. I'm, I guarantee it. Yeah, no, I th- I think he, you're right. I don't know if it was Steam, but it was something that didn't require Mist. Yeah, Steam. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anything between, yeah, I mean. I'm trying to debate if I like. I think of Final Fantasy XII, um, and they were more in line, I'd say, with uh, tactics. The, with tactics, <laughs> exa- oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but I mean, like, if you if you think of the mechanics and literally like the mechanical stuff within the game, there's a lot of like sliding doorways and whatnot. So, but a lot of that can be you know drawn to being mystical and magical. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'd like to see something kind of like Steam Steam era, like Final Fantasy VI, but I'd be totally open to something like, you know, the original Final Fantasies. Mm. So. All right, our next question is from Raging Sky King. You want to read this question, David? Is the sequel for Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus ever going to make it? I think this is a very good question. Because, Let me just call Square Enix and ask them for you. <laughs> I, I, I totally forgot about this. Um, yeah, I think that's what their plan is. For us to totally forget about it so they don't have to make it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I wonder what their original plan was. They're like, okay, Digital Service will be a massive hit. Then we'll just improve on yeah. the godliness. Maybe that's... And then everybody hated it. ...kind of why they're not wanting to do it. But then again, Crisis Core is a big hit. Lots of people love mm-hmm. Genesis now, like myself. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, like we didn't so know I, Genesis before, so like, who cares? But... Yeah, when you saw the we saw ending. You're like, "Who's? What is Gok doing in this game?" Oh my uh, god! I mean, I want to. I want to hear more about the Loveless uh, lines. That and I, I want to know what uh, what their whole plot idea was. Because I mean, they definitely have have. They must have a, a, maybe not a thorough plot written out with you know lines and everything, but I'm sure they have their plot points thought up for a sequel. If they stuck that secret ending in the in Dirge of Cerberus, do you think it would be like a a crazy Devil May Cry game with the um, Genesis is main character. I I was gonna say I really wonder who the main character would be, and no, I don't think it would be like that. But I <laughs> do think that that could be a good idea. I mean, if they took kind of like the elements of verses and put it towards a sequel to uh, Dirge of Cerberus, and well, I'd say sequel in terms of the chronology of the story, not Dirge mm-hmm. of Cerberus two. More like Final Fantasy Seven something something Crisis Eternal Crisis Eternal yeah Crisis yeah the uh, the the forever rumored uh, yeah. sequel or e- whatever EC get it yeah. AC BC CC DC yeah. yep so I, I would crisis. like to see that I mean I I want to see something uh, mature with uh, Genesis in there Cloud and the crew well, like how would Cloud be in it because didn't Genesis would not? wake up like hundred years after. No, no, there was no thing saying like hundred, five hundred years later or anything. I thought there it was, was just like it just suddenly had uh, the oh jeez, I'm really trying to tap my memory here. The Me too. for some reason his bubble like electrified and blew up and opened, and then he walked over to Vice and picked up his dead body. If it was like five hundred years later, then uh, I'm pretty sure he'd be decomposed. So that's my theory. <laughs> decomposed, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It'd be like a bunch of skeletons. It's like he picks up the skeletons. <laughs> We're not done yet. He flies away, and they all fall out of his arms. Yeah, that'd be glorious. Yep, so, yeah, yeah, right. Could, couldn't be a hundred years later, <laughs> unless he too had a bubble. Whoa, Those bubbles are maybe. magical things. Yeah. Well, okay. I think they will make it eventually. No idea when. Absolutely no idea. Maybe they're you waiting could. for the PS4. <laughs> maybe. 
Any guess, David? Yeah, well, do you think it'll come out? And if so, when? Oh, man. You know, I don't even know if it's ever going to come out. They might be just trying to forget about it. Yeah. Just sweep that under the rug. Yeah, there you go, Genesis. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm just going to rip up this contract. Gok, hope you don't mind. And that's a wrap on our question segment. Everybody, you can ask whatever questions you want, Final Fantasy Gaming Podcast site, forums, whatever. And you can ask them on the GamingUnion.net forums and on the FF-XIII.net forums. Just sign up and go to the FF Union questions thread in the podcast section of Gaming Union or the uh, FXN podcast news and questions. Yeah, in the news and updates forum, there's a questions thread there. So, what you been doing? It's our, one of our uh, recent additions to our segment lineup. And David, it's just you and me today. So mm-hmm. what you been doing recently? Well, you know, I've been uh, writing uh, quite a bit of PHP lately. Cause, Holy uh, crap, I'm so surprised. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, working on the, the website lately. You right. Know? And, uh, so that's finally been online. So maybe I'll actually have some time to play some video games. Uh, perhaps some more Killzone 2. You haven't been on the show for two months. Have you only been writing PHP? I've been writing PHP for about a month now, <whistles> almost daily. Well, actually, wow. it has been daily because uh, I'm actually working uh, over the summer right now, writing PHP as well. Ah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm writing PHP at work, and then when I get home, I write more PHP. So you're not kidding when you literally are spending a month and a half writing PHP? No. And that's most of the <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, is, is that it then? You know, okay. Oh, oh! I just remembered. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank goodness. I really, uh, I've been really getting back into Stargate lately. You know, mm. <laughs> no, going through all ten how could seasons. We, how, I was gonna say we almost had an episode without it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been going through all ten seasons, watching practically every episode, and uh, it's awesome. Wow. Well, I mean, recently I did go through and watch. Every episode of Full Metal Alchemist and Death Note, so I've been rewatching shows as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in terms of me, uh, well, I just got back from uh, another exciting E3. That was a nice, fun adventure. It was kind of crazy. It went all pretty much according to plan. We had like 45 meetings, so I wrote out who was going to what and how much time afterwards they'd have to write up their previews and whatnot. And uh, it all went so according to plan, I had to remember to have fun instead of just acting like <laughs> a robot and going through the schedule. So it was good. Uh, hectic as always, and Los Angeles is fun. But uh, yeah, that was good. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, Gaming Union is moving into an office, which is kind of crazy. Uh, we're just about to put out a press release, and I think it's safe to say now, but... Uh, I mean, I'm sure readers won't care as much as more for business folk, but Gaming Union, in the last five months, I've actually been working my tail off talking to investors. And if you don't know what an investor is, just go to Wikipedia. But um, we've been talking with investors and actually got them to sign an investment deal with Gaming Union to fund us to A, move into an office, B, expand our team, and C, make us amazing. And, uh, <laughs> Incredible. So we've actually incorporated. So we now exist as Gaming Union Inc. Whoa. So Daryl and I are both co-CEOs and co-presidents. And yeah, my business card is ridiculous now. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been talking with lawyers and realtors recently. It's a very new experience to me. But uh, uh, we found an office downtown London, Ontario, Canada that we're uh, picking off. And we're going to be moving into it in about a week or two. And uh, I thought yeah. you guys were originally going to be doing it in BC. We were thinking about it. Like the West Coast is definitely where video games are, 
but uh, our investors are here in Ontario. Oh. We've found plenty of reasons why it's really not necessary to go to BC. The reasons is um, we don't have too much of a problem getting review games mailed to us on time in Ontario. Mm-hmm. So that's basically yeah. I mean, like it's not thing. like there aren't any developers over there. Yeah, we get Silicon Knights are over there, right? Oh yeah, in the uh, London, Montreal, and Toronto, and Montreal, New York City, and the whole East Coast is huge. So yeah, we're we're kind of in a central spot, and we like it. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, that's that's really what I've been up to. So uh, yeah, it's uh, good times and uh, exciting. If if anybody's been following us since episode one, where we've gone from doing this in our basements, well, to tell the truth, I'm actually in my basement right now, so we're still doing this in our basements. But Me too. <laughs> um, we've gone from that to now incorporated company, moving into an office, and yeah, so it's kind of crazy. So keep following Gaming Union and FXN for all the exciting developments. All right, and I think that's a wrap on what you've been doing. All right, now for our whimsical outro. Next Monday's episode will be Kingdom Hearts Union. We it usually is mini cup after Final Fantasy Union, but we were supposed to have Final Fantasy Union during E3. But that was a special, that was a special dual episode of Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union. And then we had three episodes of mini cup during and after E3. So I think people mm. might be a little overloaded of mini cup to hear it again next week. So we're gonna stick Kingdom Hearts Union next and then we're gonna go back and go uh with a regular three podcast cycle so it'll be final fantasy union you know today uh kingdom hearts union for uh th- this next episode then mini gup then final fantasy union will be again on july 20th and you can subscribe to final fantasy and kingdom hearts union on the itunes store just search final fantasy and we're number one and of course uh you can catch the show at david ff-xiii.net and every episode is also listed on finalfantasyunion.com along with our uh, along with all our Final Fantasy news coverage uh, just so people know the site team is Daryl, Colin, Damien, Karen, Gunslinger Panda, Anthony, Penguin X, Allfighter27, Little Chocobo, Skur, Gamer Rocks, Kuo, Sean M, and Sean C. Hopefully I didn't miss anyone that is a huge team now. All right, David, would you like to say your farewell? Well, I think it might be time to go watch some Stargate. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) And I'm Kyle saying goodbye. This has been a TweaksMusic.com and FinalFantasyUnion.com production.